0: What's going on everyone, hope you're having an amazing day as always, and welcome back to The Qualified, where the ultimate goal is to help you become familiar with the person you have, the potential of becoming, and to live a life that makes a positive impact. This is episode number 26, talking about the lessons that I've learned in 2018. Guys, my name is Ryan Huff, I'm your host, welcome to The Qualified, thank you so much for taking the time to listen today, I appreciate your time and I value your time. And I trust that you're going to find a lot of value in this episode. Let's begin. All right, guys. So 2018 is about to come to an end. Guys, it is December 12th. Goodness gracious. It seems like literally like just a few months ago, I was in California, in Encinitas, California. Or sorry, in Car- Carlsbad, California, running the Carlsbad Half Marathon uh, earlier this season. And, uh, gosh, man, there's been so many things that have happened this year. It's been a whirlwind of a year, but you know what? From the beginning of the year, I remember, you know, there's this new tradition that I started doing actually first time I did it was, was, uh, going into 2017, sorry, going into 2018 and it's to go out during the night on New Year's Eve and to go out and stargaze, right? And just lay under the stars for actually last year, (laughs) last year going into 2018, uh, whenever I was going to do that, it was actually the forecast was overcast. So I'm like, are you serious right now? So I'm like, well, so much for that idea. But fortunately, right before midnight, it, uh, the clouds parted and everything was clear and just super quiet out here in the country. So it made it nice. But anyway, so I go out there and I'll just, you know, I'll go and reflect on the year to set a positive tone for the year. And like literally from the beginning, before the beginning of the year, before the year even started, I should say, I was super super just like optimistic and just excited for the future ahead man just like so just like man this year i kept on saying it over and over again this year is going to be an incredible year and guys it literally it has been that from start to finish i mean there has been so many highs there's been a few lows but there's been more highs than than i can even count man it's just awesome so many th- so many amazing things have happened and growth and in different areas of my life and it 's been it 's been phenomenal i 'm just so grateful for this year so grateful for the opportunities. but I really wanted to take some time and tell come back talk about some of the things that I learned in two thousand and eighteen and you know hopefully that you can you know either relate to some of these or find value from some of the things that i 've learned in two thousand and eighteen so the first thing for me was, you know, and I'll kind of explain it using quotes because, you know, it's it's interesting to me, guys, because we, I'm not, I can't speak for you, but I know that, for me at least, I love different quotes, right? I love quotes from different, you know, from some of the greats of time, from some biblical characters, from some, you know, people out of movies, or like a different song, or whatever it is. Like, a quote that speaks to me, I love. And what I do is, every time I hear a quote that I love, I make a point to write it down in the notes section of my iPhone, and I'll, you know, i just have this massive collection of notes from different people from, you know, from all, from both genders, uh, both male and female. And plus, you know, from all people, all, you know, all walks of life, you know, and just, uh, even from just friends of mine, matter of fact, as well. So anyways, but one of the things that's interesting to me, it's one thing when you hear a quote and you like it, like, you know, it's, if it's a, you know, there's only two pecans people in the world, you know, those who think they can, and those who think they can't, right. Or something like, uh, oh gosh, I don't know, like you prioritize whatever is, you know, you prioritize whatever is important to you, right? Or, you know, whatever, you know, just like what different quotes that struck you throughout the years, like, you know, you can think of that quote and like, it's a cool quote and you like it. Maybe it ends up on your refrigerator door, hanging on your mirror, or it's something that you've posted on a sticky note in your car, or maybe it's a sticky note on your laptop or whatever it is, right? But it's a whole nother experience whenever that quote becomes real to you. What do I mean by that? Whenever it becomes relevant to you, whenever it becomes relatable to a situation in your life that you experienced firsthand. You know, it's one thing whenever we hear a quote, but it's a whole other thing whenever we experience a quote. Does that make sense? And so... For me, one of the things that one of the multiple quotes that I've heard this year, one of the ones that particularly rang true for me was a quote by James Allen. There's a book that I love it's called As a Man Thinketh by James Allen and the quote goes, "Men are anxious to improve their circumstances, but are unwilling to improve themselves. They therefore remain bound." And what that means, what that means is, guys, like a lot of us, myself included, up until up until this year, Uh, you know, I just, I've been so frustrated in my life, you know I mean? I'm not sure if you can relate to this, but I've been so frustrated because, you know, I, I know I'm, I'm going to do great things and I'm qualified to do great things. I have the potential to do great things, but sometimes my daily habits don't always line up with my potential, you know, and you know, I'm not, I wasn't, I'm not consistent or I'm not, I don't follow through or I don't take the action or whatever it is. Right. Or I take some action. I don't always take it consistently. And things of that nature. And what happens with that, whenever you know what you can do, know what you could do, and you don't do it, what ends up happening is you become incredibly frustrated because you end up being in the same place over and over again. And you want to get to a different spot. You want more of yourself. You want different things. You want a different lifestyle. You want things to be different in your life. But until you realize that you have to improve yourself first in order for your circumstances to change, but if you're unwilling to improve yourself, you're gonna your circumstances are gonna stay the exact same. And I just realized that this year, I'm like, dude, that's exactly what's been going on in my life. I've been so you know ticked off of myself multiple times, and it, I was only ticked off of myself because I kept on doing the same thing over and over again. I wouldn't do anything different to get a different result. I wanted my circumstances to change. I wanted to. Grow my business, I wanted to get better athletically, I wanted to do this, that, and the other thing, but I wasn't willing to really focus on what I needed to do in order to get that result. So therefore I remained bound. I was anxious to improve my circumstances, but because I was unwilling to improve myself, nothing changed. You know, just like Jim Rowan says, you know, he, he says that for circumstances to change, you have to change. So for me, that's one thing that really rang rang true with me this year in 2018, actually towards the end of this year, matter of fact, was that if I want to change my life, it's got to start with me. You know, if you want to change your life, it's got to start with you. You know, we can't expect for some savior to come in on a white horse, right? And, you know, deliver us from whatever we're going through. I mean, yeah, that's helpful. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. In, in an ideal world, that's helpful, but that's not reality. You know, in reality, is you know people can you know give us all the help, people can give us all the advice, but if we're in the same train of thought, persisted in, we're gonna get the same results until we change the train of thought with that we persist in. You know, if you've all if you've always done what you've always done, you're gonna get what you've always gotten, right? And you know, just like Les Brown says, you've heard me say this quote multiple times, in order to do something you've never done, you've got to become someone you've never been before, and so that quote is one that particularly rang true. Another one is, (laughs) uh, gosh, this one is, uh, this one really, this is the one that actually hurt a lot, guys, Um, so if you follow me on Instagram, um, you might have noticed recently well, I, I can get into that here in a second. But if you follow me on Instagram, um, I post a lot of my triathlon stuff, post a lot of my business stuff on there, and I'm really just, you know, focused on inspiring people and like really just like encourage people to chase their potential and like you know just go out and make a life that live a life that makes a positive impact and everything. Well, and also on triathlon, I make a point after every race to give a race recap, you know, race report, whether, you know, and and just talk about what happened, you know, what I did the week before and like, you know, what I did on race morning and like how the swim went, how the bike went, how the run went, you know, what I did better and like things of that nature. Well, recently there was a race this year at Ironman, Texas and um, race called Ironman, Texas, I should say it's in the woodlands and i had never done this race before i kind of knew that the bike was flat i was like hey perfect flat flat bike it was awesome apparently it was actually it was was also on the uh a notoro that was you know freshly you know that was you know fairly new and pancake flat and super smooth as well right which means you can ride pretty fast on an area like that but also on race day the conditions were perfect there was no wind either way going out or coming back no wind at all and it was phenomenal but what i did not know is this guys there was only going to be one race official on the first loop of of the bike course and that was it now you have over 2000 athletes that are going to be on this bike course right at the same time and there's only going to be one race official now, granted, now, mind you, that in Ironman racing, this is not a draft legal sport in Ironman racing, which which drafting means, like, if you're, like, for instance, you're in traffic right now, and you get you know, within like two car lengths, uh, one car length of the car in front of you, you're really drafting behind that person because you're, you know, they're, they're breaking the wind. They're uh, breaking the (laughs) wind. Their, uh, their air current is going to be less behind you. You basically, you can go into their slipstream and you're not going to, your car's not going to have to work as hard to be behind them. Basically you get, you know, free speed if you will. Right. Well, I was going into the bike course, like I had a great swim actually. actually I had a PR on the swim and it was awesome. And I get to the bike course and um, going, I've got like 25 miles in or so. And all of a sudden on my left, here comes this massive group of riders. And guys, when I say massive group, it was picture like the Tour de France, right? <laughs> it was, there was this massive group of riders that come just like in this huge draft pack, just like flying past me, right? And I'm like, what the heck? And all of a sudden, here comes another group that catches up. And literally, I get swarmed up in this group, right? And there were several riders that were around me already, like, you know, several bike links in front of me. We just get all swarmed up all together. I'm like, what the heck is going on? I, look, Guys, I had never experienced anything like this. I never experienced drafting at all in a race like this before, right? And so naturally, I'm like, well, dude, if I'm drafting, I'm not going to be able to have an accurate representation of what my abilities are in the day. So I need to speed up, right? I need to get out of this. So I speed up. I try to attack out of it. And I get caught up in the draft because the draft pack is going to be moving faster than I am and so I I try to drop off and I get caught up in the pack again by another pack and I'm like dude this is ridiculous and plus it's terribly unsafe because you're riding in this huge pack and like us as triathletes we're not used to riding that at all especially if you're an Ironman triathlete and you're not used to riding in a pack and you don't want to ride in a pack because it's dangerous it doesn't represent your ability as good it's just not fun but more importantly it's against the rules so anyway so I I couldn't get out of it man I tried tacking away I couldn't get out it was just unavoidable during the day like unless I wanted to you know drop back and literally ride like 12 miles an hour the entire way through but like I said the conditions on the day guys before the before I even got caught up in that pack it was literally very easy to ride 20 miles an hour and you know so reluctantly I was I got up in the pack I didn't Didn't want to be there, but that's just what happened on the day, right? So I got through the race, you know. Fortunately, didn't say any injuries or that during that time. I didn't want to be in that back, but it happened nonetheless. So I got done with the race, and it didn't matter that I was drafting or not, just because my GI issues showed up again during my marathon running, which if you follow my content before, you've heard that I've had GI issues on the run as well. And you know what? I just had a bad race again, you know, just had a seven hour marathon. But here's the thing that I made the mistake of doing, guys. I made the mistake of going on because I, I I pride myself in being an honest person. you know, just telling the truth and having that high level of character. Right? Well, and if you if you don't believe me, like, oh right, Ryan, you're probably just thinking like, oh, if you know if any you know, naysayers out there like if you want to go on go on youtube right now type in 2018 ironman texas drafting if you want to see how big the groups were out there guys it was dang near if, if you were able to ride that day without drafting more power to you but i was unable to you know get out of it so anyways what what, what was here was the interesting thing of it though um, I made a point to talk about it. I was like, gosh, you know, the, and I, I, you know, granted I worded it badly. I shouldn't have said, you know, I had an hour whatever PR, even though in my mind I didn't, I was thinking like, gosh, it wasn't a PR, but because I put this smiley face and an up, upside down smiley face thinking like, you know, whatever it was, I didn't count it as a PR, but even though I called it the tour to Texas. And uh just was kind of joking about it and kinda of posted it on there saying, like, oh yeah, but if you looked at any of my other races, like, hey, I've had a six hour bike ride, so obviously this isn't an accurate representation of my abilities on the day, because like you know, not normally riding a twenty-mile-an hour pace, but given that the you know the conditions were that how they were, I would be able to ride at least close to that. I know that from that much. So, anyways, but I made the mistake of posting about it. That's the lesson I learned about it. I made the mistake of posting about it. And talking about something that I knew wasn't right, you know, my mentor really put it this me put it to me this way. He goes, Ryan. He said, "I wish you would have contacted me before you posted that because here's the thing. Granted, you didn't go out there to cheat. You didn't go out there to do do it that way. But since people saw that, you gave them an open door to you know to basically persecute you persecute you for it. And really, you don't have you don't owe anyone an explanation of anything, and you don't have to tell people anything at all." And that's what it really taught me was like, it's great to be honest. Yes, it's awesome to be honest. And you should be honest. And that's the main thing you should be. But you don't have to tell people everything because here's what happened, guys. I posted that and I get a whole slew of people that are, you know, I talked about the race. You know, I was having a great bike ride, even though I don't really count it. I was having a great race, whatever. I tried to get away from the drafting. I couldn't try to drop back try to sack away. I got caught up either way. That was the conditions of the day. That was the nature of the beast, as I said on there. And I had people you know, there was a lot of people that were, you know, and I, and I talked about my seven hour plus marathon after that, cause I had really bad GI issues. I've had a, I had, I've had really bad GI issues a lot in my Ironman racing just because of my nutrition issues and everything. And, um, anyway, so I had a bad race, talked about it and whatever, went on, went, went on with life and, you know, posted about it and it was, you know, it was fine. Well, that, that next day I get a comment or no, sorry. I get a, uh a text from people who I thought were friends of mine right now these were people that I had met through a different to a different person and I thought they were friends of mine you know I had conversations with these people I, <laughs> I uh, in a way you know in a way kind of admired them you know and so I was like you know hey great people whatever and uh, yeah they shot me a text saying like hey just so you know since I just so happen to be wearing um, an apparel product of theirs that they make this custom apparel I just happened to be wearing that during the race. They said, hey, just so you know, we don't condone the cheating that you did. I'm like, excuse me. And they said, you know, just so you know, like, you know, people shouldn't associate the person with the brand they're wearing, but you know, alas they are. And, uh, just so you know, we don't condone, you know, condone the cheating. Well, being, you know, 27 years old and wanting to really address this as an adult and granted this person copied their spouse on this text as well. I'm like, well, heck if they, you know, I really like to explain myself. I'm like, Hey, I didn't go out there to cheat. If I had gone out there to cheat, I would not have posted about it. So anyways, so I go and I call this person, right? Literally seconds, like within a minute or two after they sent me that, after they sent me that message, I called them immediately and they didn't answer. So I called him again and it goes straight to voicemail. I'm like, what what? So I sent them a text saying, hey, you know, would you please call me? And they didn't respond. And I'm just like, wow, that speaks volumes to me, man. Like here I am. I don't I didn't go out there to do what I if like if I'd gone out, guys, come on. Like, be real. If if you know my content at all, if you follow me for any protracted period of time, do you think I would have gone out there if I had the intention of breaking the rules? to do it on purpose and talk about it on purpose? Heck no, like why the heck would I put myself, why would the heck would I openly do that to get myself some persecution? That's not fun at all. But here's the thing, like these people who I thought were friends basically just threw me under the bus and were not willing to hear me out at all. Not that hurt, but here's what also hurt. There was a woman who commented on my race recap saying that this, this post, she said this, she said this post was brought to my attention and she called what I did shameful. She called my mission shameful. She said, you realize you're admitting to cheating. You know, you should be ashamed. And just like, you know, she said this whole, this whole, this whole post is, you know, just, I, I wouldn't, don't, don't think she said disgusting, but she just, you know, was just going off, just like putting me down. I'm like, and I have never, never met this woman. I've never talked to this woman. I'm like, here, I'm like, I'm like, thank you for going out of your way. <laughs> I'm like, here's this woman goes out of her way to just be really rude to me and just like shame me for something that I didn't go out on race day with the intention of even doing. Like, if anything, it's like, you know, Ironman really set us up in a bad way, not to put blame on someone, but like if the conditions were that way. Like guys, we didn't have any way to get around it. And like I said, if you want, go on YouTube right now and in YouTube, you know, Ironman Texas 2018 drafting, it's, it was pretty ridiculous out there. And I really hope Ironman changes that. Cause I want to know what my abilities were on the day this this coming next year as I'm doing the race again, and so, um, anyways. But after after that, like that hurt, man. Like as as here I am, I'm like I'm like, dude, I'm a good person, you know. I do great things. I you know I I want to make a positive impact in the world around me. I didn't go out there with the intention of drafting. I go out there with the intention of cheating. And here these people who don't even know me go out of their way because people are talking bad behind my back without really you know, getting my side of the story and just talking bad about me because of, of my admission of something I did that happened on race day. Now, granted, I shouldn't have talked about it. That was my mistake. I should have kept it to myself and be like, dude, obviously don't count your bike you know, PR at all. Obviously have, should have worded it better in the post that I did. But still, I shouldn't have talked about it. I shouldn't have, you, and that's the point, guys. If you do something, it's just like this, you know, like I mentioned, my mentor gave me some advice. If you're driving home one day, right, and you're driving home from a party or from a wedding, whatever, right, you're driving home one day and you're going 80, and the speed limit just happens to be 50 it'd be the same equivalent of going online and posting about it saying, Hey, Oh gosh, got, got, you know, the, my speed got away from me. I was going 80 and a 50. Oh, crazy. You know, and people bashing you for that. Well, you're opening yourself up for public you know abuse, right? So you're opening yourself up because even though you didn't really, you know, weren't really paying attention or you just did it on purpose or whatever it is, you're still opening yourself up for people to come out and, you know, give you, give them, give them reason to bash on you, right? To hate on you. So that's the reason, that's the lesson I learned. That's, you know, you, you, it's great to be honest. You should be honest and you need to be honest. You're not great to be honest. You need to be honest and you must be honest and, you know, be truthful, have integrity, have character, things like that. But you don't have to tell everyone everything. And that's what I learned. It's unfortunate that I had to be that way. I wish it wouldn't have happened that way, but here's the cool thing that happened after that woman actually left me that message, uh, I was actually, I was actually at my coach's house, matter of fact, and, um, her husband really worked, helped me word a, a great comeback for that. And basically it, it, you know, turned it back on them. Cause it was like, you know, Hey, I, I appreciate, you know, I did hurt. I, I fell into the hurt mentality on this race. I said, I, you know, I, you know, I'm sorry for what happened, but I, uh, you know, I appreciate you going out of your way to, uh, to give me the feedback. I said, I love this community and you know, love the, love the fact to grow in this sport and looking forward to getting better. And uh you know notably they didn't respond to that because i wasn't you know feeding into their you know feeding into their argument, but it just hurt man, because you know like people just like that didn't even know me went out of their way to be jerks to me, and people that I thought were friends of mine didn't have my back and weren't lis- weren't willing to listen to me whenever when you know weren't willing to listen to my side of the story either. What was interesting though guys, there's another athlete who I admire who is an elite age grouper, who posted a race re- report that was almost identical to mine. You know, he talked about getting caught up in the draft, how he tried to attack away, he got caught, how he tried to fall back, he got caught, and there, that there was no other way to get around the drafting, which is true. And you know, and so I, uh, I even saw that race recap. But what was interesting though, the same people that I thought were friends of mine who really threw me under the bus, who had, were not willing to listen to what I had to say, one of the one of the one of the spouses of that same couple commented on this guy's post saying great job man way to race with integrity and that was that that floored me i'm like wait a minute like this this person says the exact same thing as 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 i did basically and but yet he's somehow a hero and then i'm 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 somehow just a a dirty rotten cheater i'm like okay and that that hurt that that guys that took a long that took a while to get over just because i'd never experienced that kind of drama before and never experienced people like talking bad about me i'm like dude i'm a good person man like i want to make people happy i want to inspire people to do more and you know granted that that event happened on race day but you know i didn't go out there with the intentions of that happening it just that's what happened on race day and i don't i'm not proud of it but that's what happened and you know i just shouldn't have talked about it giving people a you know, reason to talk And, uh, you know, honesty bit me in the butt. That's what, that's what happened, man. So anyways, but what that taught me was, you know, don't tell everyone everything. You don't owe everyone an explanation for everything. You don't have to tell people everything and everything as well. But also it taught me that whenever you're going to find out who your real friends are, whenever, most easily, whenever adversity comes, you know, you're going to find out who the real friends are, who the people are going to be willing to stick with you whenever the adversity comes, and that actually is a great thing, guys. You don't want to have people around you that are going to be fair-weather friends. You know, you don't want people around you that are only going to be there when the times are good. You want people that are going to be around you for you know through hell or high water, you know? And I'm grateful that that event happened because it taught me two valuable lessons to keep my mouth shut and and to know that, hey, adversity is going to show you who are the real people that you really want in your life, you know? And, uh, yeah, but also one thing that was really interesting though, from that point though, that woman, that one woman who went out of her way to really hate on me, who had never met me in person at all. Actually, this is kind of interesting. Get this guys. So I actually started this thing called goitus and it's something I do, you know, on a fairly consistent basis. I used to do it twice a week, but now I just do it, you know, basically once a week or once, once or twice a month, something like that. And, uh, but it's called go out of your way to encourage someone. And what I'll do is I'll find, you know, whether it's a friend or a family member, or maybe, you know, what I like the most is whenever it's just a complete stranger, I'll go out of my way to talk great about someone. Like I'll just find someone like a, maybe someone who's had a weight loss journey. Maybe they, their body looks looking great. Or maybe they just did their first race and they had a PR or whatever, right? And I'll find someone that I don't even know or a company that that I know of or whatever it is. And I'll just shout them out and be like, you know, what's going on, everyone today's go way to shout out, go out of your way to encourage someone shout out is whoever. And I'll shout them out. I was able to turn a negative into a positive and started this thing called goitus. If you ever want to know, if you ever want to learn more about that, go on to my Instagram page, uh, Ryan C. Huff, and check out my story highlights. It says, Go out every way to encourage someone. It's right there. You can see a majority of the ones that I've done. Some of them are not there anymore, but majority of them are. So you can check that out if you'd like. But I was grateful. I'm like, dude, I'm always looking for the positive side of everything, and I'm grateful I was able to make this negative situation into a positive. Uh, but also, guys, going, moving on from that, One of the things that I've learned this year is that it's okay to change, like this is another quote, like it's okay, like changing your life goals is not quitting. Deciding to go in a different direction is not quitting. But the worst time to make a change is in the heat of the moment. You know, the worst time to quit, the worst time to give up is in the heat of the moment. Whenever your emotions are high whenever you know you're just angry or ticked off that's the worst time to you know to quit your dream to quit your goal but when it gets tough when it gets hard because that's when your emotions are high you know it's okay to change your goals it's okay to change what you want to do and for me I recently changed, you know, some goals and some dreams in mind just recently and like that actually became like this this quote became real to me just recently because you know I, you know, I, you know, had this dream of getting I still actually had I still have this dream of getting to of qualifying for the Ironman World Championship of becoming Kona qualified. And what I realized was is that that's a full time job, guys. That's a, I mean, of you know, doing the long hours, doing the long rides, the long swims, the speed work, the recovery, the you know, nutrition, like everything that is involved. In qualifying for the Ironman World Championship is is a full time job. I mean, you're becoming an elite athlete, dang near close to professional triathlete, you know. So, uh, but anyways, what I learned though, as I was, you know, just recently, you know, I've been growing, working to grow qualified apparel, you know, the, my you know my clothing company. If you haven't heard of it yet, like every purchase helps provide twenty meals for hungry families in America, and we really focus on you know, helping people chase their potential and live a life that makes a positive impact, you know, and I'm really you know, looking, I'm growing that. Well, as I was printing off some shirts the other day, I had this kind of thought, I'm like, dude, I said, you're not going to be able to grow this company to how big you want it to be and qualify for the Ironman World Championship and work at Zen. you know, there's, there's going to be a, there's going to be something's got to give, you know, and so when I realized that, I'm like, well, why don't you change your goals from qualifying for Kona to just qualifying for the world champion the, the 70.3 worlds and then you know just keeping your you know keeping obviously keeping your endurance there keeping your speed there and once you grow qualified apparel to a point where you can you know you can hire people to you know to do the you know the, you know certain things whatever and like you can get to a certain point where you can have a little more time then you can start training for the you know for you know for kona even if you still want to get there you know it's like you don't that doesn't have to be like dude Having that dream of getting to, to becoming Kona qualified and, you know, getting to the world championships, guys, I started my Instagram page on, in 2016 under, under the Instagram name Kona qualified. And for me, I was like, dude, that's an, you know, it's awesome. I want to become Kona qualified. This is, I'm going to document my journey to qualifying, you know, for, to, to, for the Ironman world championship. And that, that's my dream. You know, that's my ultimate goal, you know, eventually down the road is to do, is to do that. I still want to, I, I still have that desire to. But what I didn't realize was it has, and this is another thing that is kind of real, actually just talking about this right now um, that I actually realize is it's not about guys. It is not about the end goal. It is entirely about the process. It is entirely about the person you become along the way to achieving that end goal, that to achieving that dream of yours. And along the pathway to achieving it, you might find out that the end goal might not even be the really the thing that you want if, after all. You know, after I've done this, I mean, yeah, I, I've still guys, I'm still planning to, you know, I'm still wanting to qualify for the Army World Championships. I still want to qualify for Boston. I still want to do these certain things in my life and achieve these certain milestones. But as I've learned different things in my life, like guys, qualified apparel was born out of my quest of you know getting to the world championship this podcast was born the qualified podcast was born out of my journey of getting to the Ironman World Championships uh, out of becoming a different person out of actually implementing a lot of the things that I've learned along the way to getting me there you know and w- it's, it's, it's been fascinating to me like it, it if I hadn't have started this whole process of you know, wanting to become Kona qualified. If I haven't started that process of wanting to get to the Army World Championship of becoming an elite age group athlete, age group triathlete, I wouldn't have accomplished any of these things in my life. You know, I wouldn't have, you know, met a lot of the amazing people that I met. I wouldn't have created a lot of these phenomenal relationships that I've created. I would, guys, I wouldn't have experienced all these phenomenal things I, I have experienced as a result of it. You know, I mean, there's been new friendships I've created. Guys, there's there's people I can think of right now who I who I literally can see as lifelong friends that are incredible people as a result of going for this goal of becoming Kona qualified. That would have never happened if I wouldn't have done it. So literally, it. I mean, I I I was thinking this actually wasn't even the one of the quotes that I thought of. I just thought about it as I started talking and started thinking about it more. It has nothing. It's not about the. It's not about the end goal. You have to put the end goal on the shelf. You you have to realize that it's all about commitment to the process. It's all about becoming the person that. It's all about enjoying the process and enjoying the person you become along the just along the journey to the end destination. Right. It's not about the. It's not about the end goal. It's about the process. You have to fall in love with the process. You have to fall in love. You have to remember your why. Why you started in the first place. Right it's actually a new design I have for a shirt coming up. It says, remember why you started and you have to fall in love with the process. You have to fall in love with the re with, with a person you have to, you have to know that you're going to become a different person along the way. And that like your dreams actually might change along the way as well. Mine certainly have, you know, and I still, I still have the desire and still have the dream of getting to the world championship, but my timeline has changed for that. I used to say, Hey, I wanted it by 2020. But as I realized, I'm like, dude, I need to dedicate more time to qualified apparel. And actually I'm excited for that. I'm like, dude, I don't have to give up my dream of, you know, I don't have to give up my dream of qualifying for the world championship. I still had that. And you know, I'm only 27 guys. I, I have time on my side. That's it's awesome. You know, and I can still, I don't have to give up the sport of triathlon. I can still train. I can still have an amazing time. Gosh, I'm I'm actually sitting in my gym right now, and there's these people that just that are walking up to the gym. They have four kids. I'm like, golly, I couldn't imagine that. <laughs> Holy cow, that's awesome, though, man. I I this is actually a side note. I I think I'll be maxed out at two, uh, but uh, we'll see, man. We'll see. Anyways, um, but uh, you know, I just it's all about becoming. You know, it's all about the person you become along the along the process, or along the journey. And it, that's just, it's just, it's interesting to me, guys. Like as you learn and as you grow as a person, the lessons that you learn along the way. It's like the person you become along the way. The lessons you learn, the experiences you have, the people you meet. You know, the failures that you experience. You know, guys, failure is a like this is another one that I learned this year. Failure is a necessary stepping stone along the pathway to success. And also, eighty percent of of success is psychology. 20% is mechanics, you know, and these two kind of go a little hand in hand a little bit in a way, Oh, maybe not so much, but just in a way, like for me, I, you know, just remember like failure is a s is a necessary stepping stone on the pathway to success. I remember reading that in this book called thinking grow rich by Napoleon Hill and that has been so true guys like that ring is so true for me in this season you know in my <laughs> in my marathon for the for Ironman Texas when I ran a seven hour marathon guys that is just insane man like oh my goodness actually you'll you'll appreciate this matter of fact I remember I was uh at the halfway point of the marathon I was at mile 13 and just about miles 13 and uh, I remember stopping at an aid station because my stomach was just in shambles. And uh, here I am, you know, I'm sitting at an, sitting at an aid station underneath the tent. And there's a there's a lady there, one of the volunteers. I said, "Ma'am," I said, uh, "You know, do you have your phone on you?" And she goes, "Yes." I said, "Would you please do me a favor? Would you please look up Grimaldi's Pizza, please?" And she goes, "Yeah, of course." And so she looks it up, and uh, I said, could you, "Could you please just tell me what time they close?" And she goes, "They close at midnight." And it was around like seven o'clock at that time. I was like, "Perfect." I said, "I've got plenty of time. I can still make, get pizza before midnight. That's all I care about." Right right now, just get me to the finish line and we'll go from there. And so (laughs) that was literally my driving force to getting me to the finish line was like, I just want pizza. Just get me some pizza, man. And so, uh, anyway, so that was this, you know, like, that was just one of the things that plagued me during this point, 2018 season was just my GI issues, man. Like I just had, I just, it just kept on coming up. And, you know, I thought I had my nutrition down for Ironman Chattanooga that I did in uh, September. And yet again, I, uh, somehow misunderstood my attritionists and had way too many calories on the bike. I had 20, dude, I had four feed bottles that had 700 calories a piece in them. I had 2,800 calories on the bike of Ironman Chattanooga. Like I dang near throw up, threw up, man. Like... <laughs> Whenever I actually got into, whenever I actually met with my nutritionist uh, later on, she was like, uh, for the first word she said to me when I walked into her office, wasn't, hi, Ryan, how are you? It was, you messed up with this big goofy smile on her face, like only Eve can give. <laughs> and so, oh man, but like, the thing is, after that race, I actually signed up for, and here's where, here's where, you know, failure, you know, persistence, failure cannot cope with persistence is another thing that particularly bodes true. I was like, you know what, dude, I'm going to sign up for a marathon because like, I know I can freaking run a marathon, dude. Like I know I can run a marathon. Like it's not a matter of endurance. It's not a matter of anything. I know I can run a marathon without any dang, you know, GI issues, man. And so anyways, I uh, went ahead and signed up for the BMW Dallas marathon. That was actually this December 9th, actually um, a few days ago now this past Sunday And my only goal was to not have any GI issues, to not have to walk, and to be able to, you know, also be able to go under four hours. I'm like, dude, I know I can, I know I can go under four hours. And so um, my coach gave me a pacing plan, my nutritionist gave me a nutrition plan, and I sucked to it. And guys, I had finally. ran a marathon, dude. I finally have become a marathoner. I can actually say, Hey, I run a marathon because in my mind, since I've had to walk every marathon that I've had, I, I've never really considered myself a marathon runner because I've never actually fully ran a marathon. I've only, the furthest I've ever gotten running a marathon was nine miles in an Ironman. And so I just, I needed to do it just for like my mental state because I'm like, it, it was, it's dude, it's it's debilitating because you, so many things you think you're going to do this thing right this time. And then it you know it just goes you know it just turns upside down and it's like crap man like why can not I get this thing right and so i finally got it right and guys it was just phenomenal you know and i actually almost got emotional towards the end of this marathon i ended up running a 3:53:58 um i executed a 8:56 uh, pace and just under 9 minutes where my goal was and felt phenomenal i mean like obviously super sore after the race but man, I was just like, so like, I almost got emotional towards the end. Like I almost cried, but I'm like, dude, suck it, you know, pull it together, man. I suck it up. I said, cause if I start crying, I can't breathe effectively whenever you're crying. So I'm like, I don't have time for that right now, but it was just awesome. I was so proud of myself. And the thing is like failure is that necessary stepping stone on the pathway to success. Now all it has, now all I have to do is execute a marathon in an Ironman race this coming April you know, and so that's, uh, that's my next goal. But the thing was guys, I didn't quit after my first three marathons didn't work out. I didn't quit after my fourth marathon didn't work out in Ironman. And now I'm not going to quit Like even if, which I I'm confident it won't, but even if I train over this entire off season and then go into Ironman, Texas next April, and I still have GI issues yet again, I'm still going to come back and try again. You know, I'm not going to quit. I'm gonna keep doing it until I actually get it right. Because I know what I'm capable of. I know I can do it. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. So that's just another thing. So guys, that is those are some powerful lessons that I learned this year. You know, that if you want to change your life, you've got to start with changing yourself. That also, by the way, I I mentioned 80% of success is psychology, 20% is mechanics. There was one thing that was unfortunate that I experienced this year, but also it was it was also eye opening as well so with qualified apparel, I recently did this thing I called it a give back event, and what we did was I you know had several friends of mine come out and we went to a you know a mobile food pantry through feeding America through the Tarrant area food bank I should say and we went and we um, helped hand out food and one of the things that I wanted to do with qualified apparel was give out vouchers for free apparel which looking back with the benefit of hindsight while yes my heart was there I wanted to give freely I you know, I didn't want to, I didn't expect anything you know in return but there's two things with a business since I'm not running a charity and running a business that's for profit. I need to make sure that I make, that whenever I do something, anything in my business, I got to make sure it does two things. It does number one, it brings in sales or number two, it helps promote the business, right? It has, to, has to accomplished those two things every time. And for that, it didn't really help promote my business at all. And also it didn't bring in any sales at all. It just gave away free product. But also I made a mistake on that end. I didn't put in, A uh, an expiration date on the voucher code. (laughs) I didn't. uh there there were several things I should have done differently. What I should have done, what I will do next time, I should say, is uh, I'll just give away some discount codes for people if they would like to go on and you know you know buy qualified apparel. That way, we're still helping provide the 20 meals for hungry families in America and things of that nature. However, one of the things that I learned of that you know this quote says eighty percent of success is psychology, twenty percent is mechanics. Is this guys? There were people in that line that, which I know, which do not misunderstand this. I am grateful for the fact that we live in a country that is so prosperous, that is so rich, that allows us to give to people that are in need, that allows us to have certain resources like this to help people in need, that we can do that. And I love that. And I love the fact that my company is involved in helping out with things of that nature. So don't you dare misunderstand what I'm saying here. But we're in this line. There are people that were... Like for example, it was over Thanksgiving. It's November twentieth, and there was a guy, we we're handing out you know we we're handing out chicken and we were handing out other like veggies and things of that nature, and there was a gentleman who came through the line who asked if we had any turkey today. And I said no, sir. We're actually serving chicken, and he turned visibly mad. And started like, you know, his attitude changed. He was like, why don't you have me turkey? I'm like, I'm like, dude, I'm sitting in my head here. I'm thinking like, dude, you're, you're getting this stuff for free. I'm like, what, what the heck does it matter to you? Like if it's, if it's, you know, chicken or if it's, you know, roast beef, like (laughs) what does it matter? You know, like, come on, man. And so, but he was visually upset for the fact that he wasn't able to have turkey and that he had chicken instead. I'm like, are you serious right now, man? Why don't you just say, you know what? Hey. I want you to say inside, like, Hey, you know, I really have Turkey, but Hey, I'm grateful for the fact that they have chicken and go from there. You know, and like you were just say, thank you and go from there. But like, it was just fascinating to me. And also there's another thing that stuck out to me. There was a woman who was in that line, which granted this could have been a gift. I'm not saying it wasn't, but this could have been a gift to her, but it was a perception that I saw that was kind of interesting to me. There was a woman in the the line who had an, in her back pocket, she had an iPhone 10 S or iPhone 10. It was one or the other, because you can tell by the little notch on the top of the phone. And she had that in her back pocket. I'm like, here this person is going through a line that's helping out people that are in need, and yet you have a $1,000 plus phone in your back pocket. I'm like, that's kind of interesting. And so anyways, I was like, you know, it's whatever. I mean, it's her life. It's her money. She can spend it however she wants. If she wants to have the help, that's her thing, Whatever. But I just it just made me think about the fact like guys, 80% of success is psychology, 20% of it is mechanics. Like these people know what they need. Like, guys, knowledge is not the issue, right? Knowledge is not the issue. In the in the information age that we're in, if you want to be rich in any area, whether it's physically, whether it's financially, whether it's spiritually, whether it's relationally, there is so much information by experts that is that have been written that I can tell you exactly what you need to do in order to get those results in order to get them and have them tangibly in your 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 life right you know knowledge is not the issue knowledge is not power Uh, contrary to popular opinion knowledge is only potential power because it you know how many people do you know that know what they should do know what they you know know what they must do in order to get the result that they want but they don't do it you know like i mean hey i'll be there i've been there much many times myself too like i know exactly what i needed to do know what i should do and yet i don't follow through and i don't do it right so i'm not pointing fingers don't misunderstand but like these people know what they should do. And it is, it is, it is really struck a court with me. I'm like, you know what? People that are, you know, people know what they should do with their life, but it's just their mentality. You know, it's that ungrateful, it's, a, it's that spirit of greed. You know, it's that, that you know, mentality of being greedy. It's that mentality of, you know, wanting the handouts. It's that mentality of, you know, every, you know, my life is a result of this person doing this to me and like blaming people and like not taking responsibility for yourself and things of that nature, right? And because of that reason, because of the reasons that, you know, they put, they put responsibility on someone else, like their success is on them, guys, your, your 80% of your success is going to come down to your psychology, how you think, you know, for someone to change their life, all you have to do is change the way you think, to change what you do daily, to change what your daily habits are. You know, what do you, nothing separates someone from a Steve Jobs other than their mentality. You know, you know, people might be more talented in certain areas, right? People might have given, be, been given more opportunity in certain areas. Of course, you know, we're not all given an equal opportunity. But here's the thing: we all have that's entirely equal, 100% equal is time. We all have 24 hours in a day. It is a matter. It all that matters is how we choose to allocate that time, what we choose to do with that time, whether we spend our time watching Netflix or whether we spend our time reading up on a new business idea or maybe we spend our time reading up you know reading a non reading a non-fiction book that helps us learn and grow or read a trashy novel right so it's it all depends on what we choose to do with our time so really it all comes down to what you choose to do with your psychology you know what you choose to do with that mass of you know massive muscle in between your eyes called your brain right how you choose to use it what you choose to focus on what you choose to think on what you choose to meditate on you know, we are a, we are a massive, you know, just like we're just a result of the daily thoughts that we cultivate guys. And if you want to change your life, you got to start with the things that you do daily. You just got to start with what you'd focus on daily, what you think about what you're focusing on, what you do daily, what your actions are, what your habits are, what you spend your money on, what you focus on, things of that nature. It's all going to be your psychology after you get the psychology, right? as you start learning new, new things, after you start, you know, growing in different areas, well, gosh, then it's just a mechanic. She's got to figure out, okay, well, how do I do this now? And then you learn from there and you grow from there. And then you are able to go out empowered and you, therefore you know what to do after that as well. So, but yeah, guys, that, that is actually, that is a holistic viewpoint of what I have learned in 2018 that we are, in order to change our life, we have to be willing to change ourselves. And you can't be anxious to improve yourself if you're not willing to improve your life. That success is all determined by your psychology, and very little of it is, 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 is mechanics. Very little of it is the how-to. You just got to get your why, and you got to get your reasons behind it, and you got to get your mind thinking right. But also, you're going to fail. You're gonna fail multiple times. You're gonna fail over and over again. But failure is a necessary stepping stone on the pathway of success. And also <laughs> you don't have to tell people everything. You don't owe anyone an explanation as to why you're doing what you're doing. You don't owe everyone the complete story. Yes, it's you know sometimes fun to give them a complete story. Yes, it sometimes is, but you don't owe anyone anything. And that's a fact and also you're going to find out who your real friends are whenever you go through adversity. Whenever you go through the hard things, that's when you're going to find out who the real people are in your life and who the real ones that you actually want to have in your life are. They're going to be they're going to be found. And also changing your life goals, changing what you want to do later on as you go forth in your life, you know, maybe changing what you, you know, thought you might want to do, what you thought you might want to accomplish changing those later on in life guys over time is not quitting that's not the same as quitting it's okay to decide something different it's okay to you know choose a different life path but just because you change what your timeline is on that or what your goals are with it doesn't mean you're quitting so keep that in mind as well but guys that is a holistic view of what i learned in 2018 the lessons that i learned the life lessons that i learned in 2018 there, like I said, there were so many highs, guys. There's, there have been so many amazing days this year. You know what? There's been some goofballs that have come along the way. Yes, there's been some things that I wish I would have done differently, but I don't regret it. I'm like, you know what? I did. I, you know, I don't regret it. I still can look back, and I have. You know, I know I'm a great. I know I'm a great person. I know I'm. You know, I'm a great guy altogether. I know I'm driven to make this world a better place and live a life that makes a positive impact. Help you chase your potential and do things that will make this world better. And at the end of the day, it's like you have to, you might have haters in your life, you might have people that have come against you. You might, you know, you might try and fail multiple times, but if you can look at yourself in the mirror and truthfully say, you know what, am I, you know, like Brenda Bouchard says, and this will be next week's podcast, and you have to be able to answer these questions definitively in your life. Whenever you, before you die, you have to be able to answer these questions definitively. Did I live? Did I love? And did I matter? let you think on that for a while guys that those are three powerful questions i want to be able to answer to the affirmative to say heck yeah i did i lived i loved i mattered you know i want to live full and die empty man and that is my goal to live full to do everything that i knew i was capable of to learn to try to fail a lot to learn a lot to impact the lives of people in a positive way to do more with what i've been given this life that I've been given guys this life we've been given is a freaking gift <laughs> don't don't waste it, man don't wake up you know when you're you know sixty years from now when you're eighty years old, when you're ninety years old, whatever, and wishing you would have done more with your life, wishing you could have done more, wishing you should have done more, wishing that you might have done more that you might have accomplished this, you might have done that you know i I should have gone there you know i I would have liked to have done that you know i I wish I would have done this, why not do it all? You're not gonna do it all overnight. It's gonna be a process, but if you can fall in love with the process, fall in love, you know, fall in love with the journey and the person you become along the way, woo. That's power, man. That's some power out there. So guys, I hope you enjoyed this. I hope you got some value out of it. If you did, the only thing that I ask is that if you enjoyed this episode, would you please go on iTunes right now, leave me a five-star review all across the board, five stars all across, guys, but also subscribe to this channel. And if you did enjoy this, which I hope you did, would you please take a screenshot of this and share it out on your social media and tag me in it as well, at Ryan C. Huff as well. I love to know that you're listening, but also give me some feedback as well on what you think I could do better on, what you think I can improve on. If you have any ideas for any, you know, future topics, please send them my way. I love to talk about things that would bring value to you. You know, I love talking about things that have brought value to me and I'm actually working to bring on several guests coming up in the first month, in the first of the month, first couple months of the year. And, uh, super excited about the, uh, about, you know, the several episodes coming forward in 2019 as well, guys. And, but we're going to finish out 2018 strong, baby. <laughs> we ain't over yet, dude. We ain't over yet. So got a couple more weeks left. So Anyways, guys, I hope y'all are having an amazing day. By the way, please go check out Qualified Apparel. From now until the 31st of December, every purchase is helping to provide 40 meals for hungry families in America. Typically, we help provide 20, which is awesome. And until the 31st, we're actually helping provide 40 because the Beaumont Foundation of America is matching and doubling every donation that's given to the Tarrant Area Food Bank, a food bank that's here locally that's still affiliated with feeding america that's helping to feed hungry families in america so please go check that out the link for that is in the description guys especially for christmas time this year give a gift that makes a difference give a gift that creates positive impact that is super positive itself that has a positive message but also helps you know, helps people in need as well that's that's the main thing 40 meals per purchase that's pretty dang awesome guys anyways guys i hope y'all have an amazing rest of your day Please use what you learned today in this message, guys. Please use it. The main my, my main goals with this is that whatever I talk about and whatever message that I talk about or a guest talks about, whatever point that rings true to you, would you please use it? Because knowledge is not power. Knowledge is only potential power until you actually use that knowledge to get the desired end. Guys, have an amazing day. Until next time, chase your potential and live a life that makes a positive impact. I will see you beautiful people next week. Until then, bye.